Hi, Solbies. Thank you for joining me again. It's turning into quite the journey. A reminder that you can reach out to me on social media at dmajor7s. And if you dig what you hear, go to dmajor7s.com and hop on the mailing list. Okay, let's do it. Track four, Little Rose. This is a song about my wife. Her name Rosa translates as Rose. So it seems like a natural metaphor to go with Like a little rose that blooms Only for me I'm over the moon Ah, but every rose has its thorns But every rose has its thorns That line is a reference to her fiery temper She's a Latina and by her own account they are used to displays of uh, passion or emotion. Um, and as an Irish man, I'm often taken aback at how affectionate and at times how intense she can be. When writing the verse, harmonically, I was very influenced by the song Free by Denise Williams. I love how during the verse, the chords just walk up upwards chromatically and they land in unexpected places. So I like that idea and I used it twice, one happening directly after the other. the idea of jumping around to different chords it's a surprise a bit like the beginning of a love affair discovering new things at every turn and that ended up being the theme for the song it was just fun to have all of these surprising chords and but it was a challenge to make it sound natural not just to make it unusual for the sake of it but for it to work harmonically and try to make it pleasing to the ear too The chorus starts on a new chord again, so it's like everything is lifted with an extra energy. For the chorus, the plan was for the chords to keep rising and rising until they reached a crescendo or climax. I wanted the chorus lyrics to be implicitly sexual, but a bit like in Say When, I shied away from making it too obvious. However, if you read between the lines, there are some admittedly pretty tame innuendos thrown in. I think you need a closer inspection. I know I like what I see, darling. Sure looks good to me. Sure looks good to me. Huh. I know you like a good connection. So good, baby. We 
the line, I can be your chief of affection, that was inspired by a phrase used by Q-Tip from A Tribe Called Quest. Ain't no need to question the authority. My friend Keith Fennell, who is a brilliant vocalist and sings with us live, he used to do a version of Bonita Applebaum. And that phrase always stuck with me. Chief of affection. It's macho, but at the same time romantic. I can be your chief of affection. Can you be mine? Can you be affectionate too? Can you? The arpeggiator was made by Ken. I wanted something like Patrice Russian, Remind Me, which is actually another link to Q-Tip. Um, he sampled that song on his album, The Renaissance. Something about the arpeggios gives it that early 80s funk feel. But it still feels a bit futuristic to me. We ended up using it on every chorus in the background. For me, it adds to the sense of wonder and excitement, like butterflies in your stomach, flying up and down. Johnny Taylor plays keys on this track, and on every track on the lookout. I didn't have any plans for brass in this track at first. But after listening back to what Johnny put down on keys, it struck me that what he was playing was so rhythmic and so funky that it could just as easily be a horn line. So when Mason was in the studio, I asked him to double Johnny's lines in between my vocal phrases in the chorus on sax. The sax really makes the chorus. The, the sax lines are kind of like a call and response to the vocal. And I wouldn't have been able to imagine that without Johnny's keys. The instrumental section, we left it empty originally. It's a contrast to the choruses, which are quite busy. I put down a few Crosby, Stills and Nash type background harmonies at Ken's instruction, but it needed something more. Ah, 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 
So late last year, he overdubbed this clav solo from home and sent it on. When I first heard it, I thought it was a guitar actually with a wah-wah effect. It doesn't really sound like a keyboard. It is really reminiscent though of a lot of early 1970s Stevie Wonder recordings. He uses these really warm clav keyboard sounds. And since Little Rose is already hinting at this 70s soul era, it really just matched the whole vibe. Johnny sent me his take and he asked me if I wanted him to do it again, but it was perfect. So this is the take he sent and that's what you also hear on the album. the bass and the electric guitar in this track. It's pushing the rhythm, driving the beat forward. The bass in particular is on the beat, on the one, giving the chorus that bounce. Feels like it's going somewhere. I doubled the last chorus in a way to delay the climax and make that release of tension sweeter when it finally does come. In, in Ireland, we're not really used to showing our true feelings or even saying I love you to the people we care about. With Rosa, she has no problem doing so. In the beginning, I was quite overwhelmed, but it was also very beautiful. The other side of that coin is when she's mad at me or not happy, she's not afraid to tell me. It can be like a volcano erupting, but at least I'm never in the dark. I'm grateful that she's always clear with me. We as men, or maybe I should speak for myself, I am notoriously bad at recognizing my own misgivings. So to be told where and how I'm falling short enables me to grow as a partner and as a human. And at the same time, being told you're loved is so important and something I hadn't really experienced before. This song is the closest one on the album to a straight up declaration of love. It was very liberating to write and even more so to sing. Everything, Everything can I be for you. Thank you so much once more for your attention. I'll see you next time for track five. Here is Little Rose by Danny G and the Major Sevens. Every rose has its
Yeah. 